0: New Frontiers We've been opening doors for thousands of centuries across space, galaxies, oceans, and science, medicine, and in every imaginable frontier. Yet, There's always been a mystery. It's always been a matter of deep fascinating curiosity. How a mind works. How capabilities are formed. When does talent form? Yet, there's something that is still waiting to be discovered, that is core, innate, and personal to every individual. In this podcast, I bring to you the secrets of personal evolution, of personal evolution. As a creator of a technology that's pioneering the science to design and accelerate the frontier of personal evolution. Welcome to Solo Voice, taking you places where no one has gone before. take to cross over what does it take to go into a life filled with love legacy more happiness and people around you evolving with you Imagine sitting in a train. Going to a beautiful place. You haven't been there before. But you know you could. You're in a station, you see a train that you can cross over to and get on board, and it's going to this beautiful location where people launch their legacy, where they feel fulfilled, they have the social circle. continuously evolve and find love for themselves and the people in their life would you be able to take that crossover would you get down the train you're on it might be a train that's leading to a beautiful place It might be leading to an ordinary place or it could be leading to a cage, a terrible place. But will you be able to get down from the train? Cross over and step into way Your integrated life and legacy calls you. A long time ago when the world had a lot of slavery, there were civilizations where a person had to just go and reach a particular destination in order for that person to be declared free legally. Even in the recent history, when America abolished slavery, a few decades before slavery was officially abolished across all states, there were states where slavery was legal, and there were states where slavery was abolished. And a person had to just cross the border in order to get freedom. Think about this. People have fought wars. People have lost their lives. People crave for freedom. And for some, it was just about crossing a border. Now, some borders were easy to cross. A girl mentions a story of where she had to go to the back door of a hotel and she got legally free. And some borders were guarded. Some people had to fake their identity. They had to get on trains. They had to risk. And then they had to get to the border. Some borders were just impossible without external help. And every person's situation was kind of unique on what has to happen for them to safely cross over to the other side. And when you think about that in today's light, in the context of world the world is today, what does true freedom mean? When can you say that you have both financial freedom and the freedom of time to do what you want, to be with the people you love and spend as much time as required? Thank you. it be wonderful if you haven't already crossed over into a journey that is accelerated and fast-tracked towards a legacy outcome where you have true freedom. Now, what stops most people from being able to cross over is not a lack of visibility into what that new future looks like. It's not not having that train, that wake hill, that once you cross over puts you on an autopilot to the destination. It's not knowing on what train you are in right now. Think about it. When a slave had to cross over, from where they were slaves to the other border, I'm sure they heard about stories of, oh my god, if I go to Iowa, I can be a free man, I can be a free woman. But they didn't know how much was their state guarded, what was going on in the border, who was checking and patrolling, and how much is the distance from here to the border. Because there are distances that they can see with their eyes, and then there are territories that they can't see with their eyes. And all of that area is part of their current region before they cross over. So what are your unique capabilities? What makes you a rarity? What are the brilliance, the glimpse of brilliance that, that only you can demonstrate in those specific ways in a variety of different things that you do. What are your limitations? What are your weaknesses? What are things that requires you to immediately overcome? What are things that you need to develop? Who do you need to get away from? What are the kinds of people who are missing in your life? What's the kind of emotions that you haven't experienced? What are the kind of emotions that are your strength, that guide what you do? Where are you intuitive? Where does your intuition suffer a preset, confined view of the world? These are things you got to know. The crossover is not the challenge. The crossover is just a matter of of continuously going towards the new destination at the rate and speed that is comfortable, ecological and safe. And you will eventually get there. Sometimes you might accelerate it, but sometimes you'll eventually get there. But not knowing where you are, that's the challenge because even with a map, you cannot plot a line towards the other destination without knowing your current location. And when it comes to crossing over, maybe you just have to walk out of the back door, maybe it's just one door you gotta open, or maybe you have to build an underground tunnel in in, in hidden view. And intricately design an architecture that allows you to cross from where you are to the other place. Maybe you have to team up. Maybe there are things that you have to do. Maybe you have to gather knowledge. But how do you know there are a million things you could do? How do you know what to do? You know what to do when you know where you are, when you know the lay of the terrain, when you know the lay of the land that you belong to, the lay of the land in which you are right now before you're able to cross over to the place where you can put yourself on an autopilot. In our work with people, I've noticed that most people either give themselves an inaccurate feedback of exaggerating their weaknesses or an inaccurate feedback of exaggerating their strengths. You know, there's the kind of people who believe that whatever is a situation, you've got to think positive. Well, you can think positive about the situation, but you got to be accurate about you. you got to know accurately what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. You cannot... Make it more positive than it is and you shouldn't. And you shouldn't either make it more negative than it is. Because if you make it more negative than it is, then you're anticipating more effort than it's actually necessary. And you would tire your body, your mind and your spirit before you've even had a chance to succeed. And if you anticipate or if you or if you if you think about if you or if you If you tell yourself things that are more than they actually are about you, then you don't even know where you have to improve. And these are two very, 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 very tricky positions. So, when it comes to having an accurate map, you gotta have an accurate map of capabilities, you gotta have an accurate map of strategies, you gotta have an accurate map about you as well as the world outside of you. You gotta have an accurate map about uh, your limitations, where you need to improve. And and I think the good strategy to in it and, and one of the good strategies that you could use in order to do this is to have an integration between internal feedback and external feedback and this is internal feedback is you know you have conscious feedback where you can logically analytically think about oh this could be an outcome and this could happen and uh, you have measurements in place you have data that you can look up to you can read you can you can wikipedia it you can google it and then there's the unconscious reference which is also internal where you have an intuition you have an instinct You just know, let me learn this, let me do this. You don't know why, you can't tell your friends, but you know it's important. And then, there's the external validation, there's the external input. Where you have a friend, you have a mentor, you have someone who helps you look into things so deep and personal about you, and yet, you didn't see it that way until this moment. Who helps you get a better perspective of your life in ways that you didn't until then? Now, there are three types of people. The one that's always looking internal, that's like, you know, I know everything and I can read up on things and, you know, whatever is the thing, I can find out my own solution. Whatever I need to find out, only I can give myself the solution. And then there's the other. Was looking at external all the time. In fact, they become so externally dependent that they don't even discern between one external input from another external input, for them, it's all external. For them, it's anybody saying anything is just like, okay, oh, I need to do this. Oh, you know what? I need to do that. Oh, I need to study this. Oh, I need to get on to online marketing. Oh, I now need to do trading. Oh, I now need to do this. Oh, I need to go to this program. Da da da, da, da. So anytime they get an opportunity to evolve themselves, they jump um because they have bought into the belief that this is what they miss, this is what they lack, and if they have this, they could just get themselves to the next level in their life. And then there's the third kind, the kind that has been integrating the internal and the external for a long time. They validate the results, their internal gets updated, the external gets filtered to things that they know, The internal gets enhanced by what comes from outside. And these people will find themselves integrating their lifetime experiences. From the time they're born, everything they have done in their life starts becoming an intuition that guides them about where they are. And I've noticed sometimes people who cry, sometimes people who have anxiety, sometimes people who have fear. And when they come to me, they say, you know, I'm crying every day. What do I do? I'm, when I go to sleep in the night, I am unable to peacefully sleep. And then I tell them, it means you have to listen carefully. You need to check in your life what is so wrong." That your unconscious does not want you to sleep peacefully. And we got to set a new direction to fix that right now. And then there are people who come who can't sleep in the night. And I just help them change the way they feel before they go to sleep. Because it's it's coming from a space of fear that is invalidated. Whereas for some people, it's coming from a space of a reliable, Unconscious communication. And this has been my message to most people who, you know, um, kind of uh, treat the subconscious or the unconscious like God. And, you know, once you have an intuition, oh, you must follow it. No, not every intuition is accurate. Not every instinct is based on an ecological output. It's a matter of training. It's a matter of patterning. It's unconscious patterning. Some unconscious minds, in certain situations, read the situation accurately. And often when that is true, there will always be an evidence of a dance between internal and external input getting validated congruently at the same time. Because through the window of your train, crossover looks like it's just there. But it's when you step into the platform, you know what it takes to go to the other side. Do you have to cross a subway? Do you have to cross tracks? To get down the train because if you keep going on that train you will continue to go to the places that you have always been going to. You can make your coach more beautiful, you can decorate it on the inside, maybe you can build in a new level of comfort but the train is going to go to the same place. It doesn't matter if you're in the third class, if you're in the second class, if you're in the first class, what ticket you hold. If you're on a train, that's going somewhere and if you're on it that's where it's going to take you you might think I didn't put the effort to change the train no you can put all the effort the train is going to go where it's going you got to get down you got to cross over and sometimes a crossover happens when you complete your rarity when you develop a new skill when you develop a new capability Sometimes a crossover happens when you make a bold move, a bold decision. Sometimes a crossover happens when you reorganize the people in your life. And sometimes crossover happens in moments like this when you make a decision you don't know why you're making that decision now but your heart is telling you something and you know this feeling you've heard this feeling before you've tasted this feeling before you recognize its smell You know you're ready to fly. You may not know what the connection is between what your heart is telling you to do. But you know it, that this is important. I remember a moment like that in my life, when I pick up this book called Frogs and the Princess. I remember my school was planning an excursion And all the boys were gearing up to go on a holiday, we were all kicked up, and I just stumbled on this book. Now, the place I downloaded it from, because you can't find the official copy of this book, you have to download and print it. And the place where I downloaded it from said that most people believe that this is best to have read within three days at a stretch. So I picked up this book. I had no clue what it is. The title of the book sounds like it's like from a fairy tale. It reads frogs into princes. I'm like, why am I even drawn to this so much? Why do I have this feeling that I gotta read this? I took the book. I printed it. And the next day was excursion. And I was in two minds. Do I put this book in the bag? Because I know that if I put it in the bag... I will finish it in three days, which means I've lost on that excursion. And another part of me was like, it's okay, you can come back and read it. But I knew the instinct was so strong. It was a deep pull to do this with me. I respect this intuition because from my past experience, every time I've felt that way and I've done it, it has always led to something bigger. So I took the book and I put it in. And the rest is history. From a guy who was shy to talk to people. I was consulting companies even before I graduated. I went into CEO's office, closed deals while talking to them about their personal life and movies and things like that, I came out with IT contracts. That's who I had become. I had crossed over to a new league. I had crossed over to a personality that is just so inviting to work with for those CEOs. I'd crossed over to be someone who was bold, who could talk to people twice, sometimes thrice his age, with authority, with passion, and get a deal that other IT experts couldn't get from these senior leaders. It's not a normal route. I had crossed over and was that decision that started making the way. It's about listening. When you have an integrated intuition, it's about listening. There have been times when I've intuitively felt a person shouldn't do something I have done everything in my power to stop them from going and turned out that the train was stuck in floods turned out that someone needed to be there for a medical emergency for their family member if you have experiences of that sort then it's about listening intuition but if you are not finding yourself in a situation where you have these kind of experiences every day then you need to ask yourself the question what do I do to make my intuition about my reality more accurate so that my unconscious can be a partner to me Giving me a precise feedback. I don't want to shut down warnings as negative thoughts, but I don't want to live in fear either. I don't want to shut down my craving to learn certain things as just being distracted, but I don't want to be a dabbler either. I don't want to stop pursuing things because they don't fit the plan I had made. But I don't want to be gone in the wind either after everything that comes my way. The beauty about crossover is beyond the crossover, before the crossover. It's about appreciating everything you've got what you haven't got, and integrating both the inside and the outside. Going in is easy. You know, there are various methods to access the unconscious, to get a clean signal from your unconscious, to get intuition, to understand your intuition, to get dreams going out is easy Google makes it easier (laughs) (laughs) but integrating what you get from outside and what you get from inside that's what makes the present complete. That's what makes the map complete. You take a child who is just born in they say if you throw the child in a water pool the child actually knows to float that's an example of a great internal capacity to just know what to do on water but if you take the same child mm, and expose the child to sugar mm, and different forms of food the child tends to go towards sugar It's an example of where the child requires external guidance. Most times good parenting is about letting the child develop the balance between what they're being instructed, led and taught to see, hear and feel while integrating and connecting and enhancing it with their own internal reference. That's how nature works. The very fact that we have two eyes and two ears is evidence that it's not just enough to look inside, we also got to look outside. Outside. of the crossover is that in order to cross over you got to understand your current terrain not just what you can see beneath your feet but you got to understand the lay of the entire terrain and then you would be able to set yourself on a path towards destination. One of the beautiful memories I have of a couple coming together happened about six months ago. They were continuously evaluating if they are the right person for each other. I would say it's a good strategy before getting married maybe. but they were married and and every time something would go wrong they would be like is this the right person for me see as long as they were in that train their marriage is not going to work out they both put a lot of efforts for each other but it just wasn't going to work out staying in that territory, staying in that space. When they moved over to a newer space, they started exploring. Let's find out how passionate this relationship can be, how deep this relationship can be. Not that they committed that they're going to be with each other. They mutually discussed. They reset their emotional triggers. They said, let's commit to getting this deeper and exploring how deep this can get. And then let's look back and decide sort of continuously evaluating it. And I think that's a new space to work from. <sighs> now, it wasn't surprising, given who they were, to see after a few months that they were totally in love, head over heels for each other. In fact, when they think about it now and they look back, they giggle and they laugh as to, did we really think about separating? On the other hand, I met another couple, we were not so compatible. The lady wanted the relationship to change. The guy, not so much. They'd known each other for like donkey years. She thought about all the reasons why the marriage won't work out. She tried to convince her friends. She just couldn't. But her heart kept saying that that wasn't the right way to go. That's because they were meeting every day. And it was as if they were already married. The families knew each other, the families were meeting each other, they were dependent on each other financially, emotionally. One day she decided to take a break from everything. That's when she realized that she had to move on. And looking back, she's so happy she made the decision because if there was no love and if she didn't feel a potential for love all these years, she says that it wasn't going to happen even if she gave it another 10 years. But as long as she was in that space she was in, where, you know, the families were interacting in a particular way and uh, they were interacting in a particular way. There was uh, transactional things going on every day about home, about maintenance and, and uh, financial discussions. It was impossible for her to separate the noise from the signal, to separate the comfort of, you know, just letting it go with the flow from the decisions she had to make. For her crossover was taking that 3 months pause from that entire setup. And it wasn't easy. She had to make a lot of sacrifices, a lot of compromises, inconvenience, move out of her comfort zone. But when she looks back, she's happy she did that instead of giving another 10 years, thinking it was always her mistake that there was no love in that relationship. I remember parents sometimes working with children. uh, Sometimes parents come out of the space of guilt. You know, I bet my son, I bet my daughter. Oh, she had OCD. I didn't know that that was a disease, so I bet her. And they feel guilty. And every single occasion that has happened, we've noticed that the child started getting worse from the time they felt guilt year after year. It's just not a space from where they can do effective parenting. Well, we help them by saying that, hey, if you're guilty, you're guilty. Apologize to yourself, apologize to your child. But that doesn't dictate how you parent today. And the opposite is also true. You find uh, sometimes we have had parents who want to, you know, force their, you know, they're an engineer, they're a doctor. They want their child to be a doctor. And the child is in, 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 a, in a zero performance mode. And uh, they're just not outshining. They're doing average, but they're just not happy. And when parents bring them and say, like, hey, how do you make them happy? Said, it's just not possible from this pace for them to be happy. They need a cross over. So, often people don't know where they stand. They don't know that the terrain they need to cross over, what is it made of? Like, the girl didn't know that it was made of the economical and social systems around. And that's the social setup that she needs to move. The parents didn't know that their parenting was founded on a land of guilt and they had to move from there to the other destination. So, I think as humans, one thing that everybody has in common is the ability to make something happen. We are also naturally gifted. You give a man a wood, that's, he can make so many things out of it the guitar I'm playing is made out of food and you'll be surprised some people might make a boat some people might build a house given time given resources people are capable of doing so many things you have more grit you have more willpower than you think you do you got to know where you're standing. If you're in a quick sand, struggling is not going to help. You need an external rope. If you're on water, you better have a ship. If you're on land, you'll be driving in style. Maybe you need a rocket. Maybe you're on a parachute right now and dragged by the wind. You got to know where you are. Know the lay of the land. Your neurology has the grit within for you to take flight at the right time. Some of you might recognize the micro-patterns of the song on the guitar. The notes are taken from Blackbird and modified slightly. Because when I was thinking about the crossover, the metaphor I had is a flight, a bird taking flight. I've seen birds taking flight, in close. In fact, I saw an eagle I was taking care of, saving it from a a group of crows that was trying to kill it, a baby eagle. The forest department said that it's gonna take another 10 days before it could fly but it was the fifth day we were feeding it it was jumping just as usual trying to fly but it just couldn't take off but it kept doing it and when we were feeding it from nowhere we saw this crow coming at full rage at full speed from behind the eagle just jumped as usual the crows chased it down Now we thought it was not going to get up and we were curious to see what's going on it was just an instant before we could react we saw the eagle open its wings just like it did every time before this just like it did every time before that but this time was different as the crow pursued the eagle took flight and I saw it rise up in the air and go to the sky. Now that's an eagle. It has so much built into it. It can fly days before. We know that it can. But it accurately knew the situation. It knew a crow was chasing it and its life was in danger. a lot more gift than the ego. You're marvelously made. You're a masterpiece. But today, do you know where you are? If you do, then you might find that evolving excellence becomes your second nature. Because the beauty about evolving excellence is that no matter where you are, no matter how much you get to the top, there's always another level of excellence. Because what was excellence becomes your new normal. And you know where you are. And you evolve your excellence all over again. さあ This is Solo Voice taking you places where no one has gone before. My name is Antonus Olajon. I'll see you soon in the next episode.